The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's a sign of things to come for Edmonton. Yesterday, a tiny cluster of homes in Calgary's Forest Lawn community was unveiled. What's the big deal? Well, it is Canada's first Homes for Heroes village, a community with 15 tiny homes along with a resource centre, family suite, counselors and gardens. It's all an effort to help veterans who have fallen through the cracks when it comes to making the transition, the successful transition from military life to civilian life. Over the next few days, 11 vets are set to move in. And by this time next year, a similar facility will be opening in Edmonton. Dave Howard is the co-founder of Homes for Heroes. He joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great to be on there. Okay, so tell me, what was it like yesterday at uh, at the grand opening? I mean, this was uh, months and months in the work. It must have been quite the celebration. It really was. It was just a. We have such a. We have a small team that has worked very, very hard on this. But really, what gives the best satisfaction is, is Calgarians, Canadians, Albertans coming together to help our veterans in need. I mean, this doesn't happen without the donations of corporations, social clubs, and individuals. So uh, to them, we're very grateful, and it shows an amazing appreciation for those that had served that we have. So, Dave, tell us how it all did come together. Where did the, Who was the brainchild? Where was the seed planted, and how did it grow from there? So um, my business partner is uh, Murray McCann, and mm. Murray McCann approached me with the idea of using tiny homes for helping our veterans who are experiencing homelessness. From there, we undertook the idea and went and met with veterans. We needed to understand, look, what is the problem? How bad is the problem? How do we treat the, pro- the problem? And then let's create something. So really, the veterans created the program. It is a program. It's not just housing. What we learned was if we just gave someone a home without the social servicing support behind it, the chances of them succeeding and reintegrating to civilian life were going to be very low. So what we needed to do is make sure we have wraparound services. And it was interesting reading the, the coverage on this and talking about, you know, the tiny home option means more privacy, security, peer-to-peer support for veterans who live there compared to traditional homeless housing services. It was about building a community, uh, and that is very important. But maybe you can tell us from the veteran's perspective why that building that community was so very important. Well, you know, the fact is the they're brothers and sisters when they're in the military with Canadian Armed Forces. They lean on one another. They trust one another. And that's what they're comfortable with. They said to us, you know, if we could have a, a, a format, like a barrack format, that we could make sure we had our privacy, but at the same time we could look across the combat and see if, you know, maybe we haven't seen Bill in two or three days. We better go check on mm. Bill. In an apartment complex, it's very easy to shut yourself out. You can close the door. Nobody hears you coming or going. With this, you, there's pride of ownership. You still have your privacy, but there is that peer-to-peer support. So there is peer-to-peer programming within the resource center as well, but uh, this is you know, designed to work together as a unit to better the whole unit. So identifying the veterans who uh, could move in there, how did that work? So 
what we've done is we want to partner with the best of the best, and, and, and that's the goal here. It isn't to work with, you know, one uh, veteran group or over another. We want to work with everybody. And so what we've done is we have a social service partner in Calgary, which is the mustard seed. They've been running and supporting our, vet, our, our homelessness issue within Calgary for the last 30 years. They will manage the social service programming in Calgary with Veterans Affairs, helping out and giving some funding and giving some programming. Mustard Seed reached out to every veteran organization in southern Alberta saying the program's coming online, move-ins November 1st. If you have anybody, get them to us so we can start working with them and do a needs analysis. So it was really getting out grassroots community reach. Hi, give us an idea of, of what these tiny homes and this little neighborhood looks like, will you, Dave? You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite incredible. I mean, it is this barrack-style format, so it's facing into a, uh, a park-like atmosphere. Um, for Calgary, there's 15 tiny homes. In the home, there it's, it has everything that you would have in a regular home, uh, except for your, uh, washing, your, dish, sorry, your washer and dryer. That's in the common area. But you have a bed, you have a workspace, you have a kitchen counter, you have a, 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 a an oven, a microwave, bathroom, full bath, tub, and so forth. So it just happens to be 280 square feet. So, you know, they're beautiful mm-hmm. homes. We we spent the extra dollars to make sure that they're they're very tastefully done. They could fit in any community, but it's something that the vet... Our tenant would have huge pride in when uh, they take occupancy. So do they pay rent to live in there? They do. There is a small rent that's charged. We want them to be committing to the project as well. So it's the goal now when the needs analysis is done, let's build a program for our tenant, that individual veteran. And part of that now is mustard seed working to Veterans Affairs to make sure that our tenants, our <laughs> I apologize, our ten- tenants um, have the dollars to cover their rent, but and much more. So there is funds available to, to them through Veterans Affairs and uh, municipality, provincial, and federal. Hey, we talk about um, you know transitioning from military life to civilian life, and it can be very difficult for some veterans. I mean, are are, are these homes? Is this a long term uh, housing for these veterans, or is it just what it says? Is it transition, and and if so, how long can they stay for? So. The idea of making it transitional came again from the veterans. They came to us and said, look, I want to come in. I want to get some help. I want to work on myself. I want to get back on my feet. I want to be a contributing member of society. Then I want to move out and be Mm. a mentor to the next. Mm -hmm. So that could be for some a year. That could be two. It could be three. We don't want to push them out the door. We want to make sure that they're ready. They have the tools necessary to succeed. That is crucial to all of this. So we know that this, uh, you know, people are moving in here in the next few days. This is fantastic in Calgary. There's also talk of this happening in Edmonton. What is the plan in Edmonton? Oh, it's happening. There's not just talk about it. It's happening. We got uh, an acre of land donated by the city of Edmonton in, uh, in the community of Evansdale. We're working through the plan now on rezoning. I think the community of Evansdale have been incredible, very supportive. Um, so we're just going through the formalities now of getting rezoning. And uh, once we have that, we'll start uh, building. The homes are built in a warehouse, 
And so there's very low impact to that community. And then we'll work on the grounds. And I hope that we're uh, in uh, the fall of next year, uh, we're able to have this conversation, but the opening <laughs> of the Edmonton. In the, uh, the fall of next year, fantastic. So, and again, same kind of idea, same kind of setup as what the uh, Homes for Heroes Village in Calgary looks like? Uh, yes, a little bit. There's a, there's a bigger uh, footprint for Edmonton. We have 20 homes. Okay. Um, the need is much greater, actually, in Edmonton. There is there's, uh, uh, more uh, veterans experiencing homelessness in the Edmonton area. I can also tell you that the city of Edmonton has been amazing to work with. The citizens have been amazing to work with. We're really excited to build in Edmonton. This isn't uh, Calgary us against them. This is yeah. about helping our vets. And after Edmonton, we have Ontario, BC, and we will be across Canada. That's what I was wondering. What's after? What's after Edmonton? Is it going uh, nationwide? <laughs> that the whole goal is to end the issue. I, and I do believe that we have a program that is unique, but at the same time is going is built by veterans. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where a mistake is being made. A lot of the times, we too much time we speak at. Uh, um, the vets, as opposed to asking them what is a program that would help. And I think that the research that we undertook for the for eight months and to close to a year is paying off now because everybody's very excited. And when I say excited, it's it's the vets. They're the ones that are excited, and I'm excited for them. I mean, it's just incredible to be able to serve those that uh, once served our country. You know what, Dave? It's it's interesting because oftentimes I think you know we we we. We believe that government programs are going to be there. We believe the government programs are going to be the ones to help everything. We can go to the government and say, we need this, 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 and this. And oftentimes, we we miss actually talking to the people that the programs or the project are going to impact and help the most. And that is really the missing link. And, and, and... Oftentimes, I mean, that's why so many programs I think don't work is because you're you're missing the most important, um, the most important part of it, and that's talking to the human that is going to be impacted by it. And 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 I think that you've you've changed that. Would yeah? Would you agree on that? Uh, look, I I I, I didn't serve. My grandparents served. I, I have some. I've been working within the veteran community for the last twelve years. I'm an entrepreneur. I own a number of businesses. And I'm not tooting my own horn on Uh this, but my point is the fact that when you start a business, you look and do proper market research. (laughs) You talk to those who are going to use that that business. And that's exactly the approach we took to this. Yes, we're talking about human lives. We're talking about helping those that served. But it is, we need their feedback. How can we go in and tell somebody that has been on the street for five years, that served for 10 years, that we know what's best Mm -hmm, for them. mm -hmm. I think that's just ridiculous. Uh, Before I let you go, one of the things that I really uh, liked uh, in seeing some of the coverage out of Calgary yesterday was the plaque that was commemorating a a fallen soldier outside of the homes. Uh, Give me an idea how that came about. Did Did you talk with the families of the fallen? What happened on that front? Yeah, so what we've named every home, after uh, after our fallen, mm-hmm. so it is a tribute to the fallen, to those that paid the ultimate sacrifice, and the idea was always to do this, and we, but to do it, you need to speak with the families. Absolutely, you need their permission. It, 
it can be a sensitive topic for for some. I can tell you the families. Uh, we had ten of the fifteen families in Calgary. They attended the event. Mm-hmm. They were very appreciative. They will get a copy of the plaque that they can hang in their home. Um, we're and after it's the idea. And again, we got this from that. So we've been criticized that say, well, are you sure you want to put that outside of the home? And isn't that going to be a bad memory for someone? Completely on the contrary. Mm-hmm. They they want this. They see it as a great reminder and a great tribute and an honor to live in their home. So there's that piece. But at the same time, it serves as community outreach. The park in this whole atmosphere, it's not closed off. This is a public space. Mm-hmm. We want the public to come into the community, to walk and read the plaques. We were plan to host schools so they can learn nice. about those that have served because we're, we're missing that step again. Unfortunately, our, our youth are not learning of, about the sacrifices made by, by our Canadian Armed Forces. Dave, uh, Dave Howard, uh, the co-founder of this, uh, this program, Homes for Heroes, I'm looking forward to um, seeing it built and open in, in, in Edmonton next year as well. Thanks for your work on this, Dave. Much appreciated and great talking to you. No, thank you. And, and look, we really appreciate everyone in Edmonton, their support in the city of Edmonton, and we can't wait to open there.